It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking in zone, wide open, touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson! And it goes to Corey Davis. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown! Jones has just caught flat-footed. What an excellent, excellent round. He'll hit immediately. He's the handoff. You know who that's? Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it is time to break down the film of Garrett Wilson, the number 10 overall pick in the NFL draft, wide receiver out of Ohio State. Our friend, the Thunder from down under, Luke Grant, has two videos up. He made one before the Jets drafted Garrett Wilson, and then he made a second one basically breaking down why he thinks Garrett Wilson will succeed and succeed fairly quickly. So we bring in Mr. Grant to help us break down the film of Garrett Wilson. Luke, what's up, brother? Not too much, Scott. I had to make the second video because, you know, the Jets drafted Wilson. He wasn't my wide receiver one. I could see them coming with the pitchforks. So look, there's a lot of things to like about Garrett Wilson. I'm sure we'll dive into those pretty soon. But all in all, um, he's going to be a great addition to that room as a 1A, 1B with Elijah Moore. It allows less pressure on Corey Davis, and I think it's going to be a, a much improved group from from what we've seen in past years. I'll say this, Luke. One of the things that you notice right away with Garrett Wilson, and there are a couple of traits that we're going to get into here, is his ability to make contested catches go up and get these balls that usually you only see much, much bigger guys go up and grab. You talk about guys like Brandon Marshall, Mike Evans. You heard a lot about it with Drake London, although I think Drake London does more than he's given credit for. But he obviously is a big guy who goes up and gets those contested balls. That's something that Garrett Wilson does extremely well for somebody who's only six feet tall. And I think a lot of it has to do with his basketball background. His body control plays into this as well because he has incredible body control. And when Mike Davis was on the show, former University of Texas wide receiver, former Oakland Raiders wide receiver, now Vegas Raiders, but at the time that he was there, it was the Oakland Raiders. He talked about this because Mike was his mentor. Mike worked with him privately and helped mold him into the receiver that he is now. And he said that even though the two of them are right around the same size, Garrett Wilson could do things in terms of getting those balls that he never could. So talk to me a little bit about what you saw with that on film, because I think it's unusual that somebody Garrett Wilson's size, six foot and about 190 pounds, can do what he does in that regard. Yeah, it's, it's ironic, isn't it? Because you mentioned it perfectly. When you hear basketball background, all I can think is about broadcasters telling me that Antonio Gates played basketball for the last 20 years and that a guy like Drake London or Mike Evans has that background as well. You don't think of a five foot 11 guy, you know, as that typical, you know, prototypical basketball player. But in his press conference after he was drafted by New York, Garrett Wilson referenced it. And he said, that is such a crucial part of my development as a wide receiver, especially at the catch point. And body control is the best word to describe it. Yes, he's got a good vertical leap and he's got, you know, fairly good hands in contested catch situations. 
But there were times when Strout or Fields left a ball behind him, back shoulder, whether on purpose or it was just a, an errand throw. And he was so good at adjusting in the, in the midair. It was a phenomenal ability. And that's where I don't think Odell Beckham was the best comparison for him. I think Odell was a better prospect coming out. But from the aspect of what he can do in the air, manipulation of his body control and the ability to high point the ball. I think it's right there. There were examples against Northwestern in 2020. There were red zone touchdowns last year. He's just got the most fluid hips and shoulders, his ability to rotate whilst in midair. It's very difficult to jump and then contort your body. That's something that Garrett Wilson does at an extremely high level. There was a touchdown down the left sideline against Michigan. Anyone that watched that game in the snow went up, Moster, a cornerback, um, again, showed great control to not only get to the ball on the back shoulder, but then get his feet back in bounds at the pylon. So... It is my favorite part of Garrett Wilson's game. And it's a separator because Elijah Moore is five foot eight, five foot nine, and he's going to win a lot because of early separation and speed. This gives the Jets an above the rim option that I didn't really see in the first few games I watched of Garrett Wilson. I didn't see those, those examples. And then you widen the tape you watch and you start to see these trends come. And, and that was something that was extremely pre- prevalent when I watched him. When Mike was on the show, he said that Garrett Wilson in the air reminded him a lot of DeAndre Hopkins. Could you see that? I mean, it makes sense, doesn't it? And again, Nuke isn't the biggest guy in the world. I think people have this idea that he's Julio Jones, but you can see it. And I've heard a little bit of that. And I think Mike hit the nail on the head. I think the ability to contort the supple hands, the ability to get on the back shoulder while in the air. There are guys like Brandon Marshall who were great back shoulder catches, but they weren't necessarily particularly fluid athletes. I think DeAndre Hopkins is a really good example of kind of what he can do in the catch point when speaking about Garrett Wilson. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. One other thing that stands out when you're watching Garrett Wilson is the quick releases he gets, the ability to beat press. And that's a big part of what sold the Jets here. Because remember, when you're talking about the AFC East, these defensive backs primarily play press man coverage. So you want receivers that can beat press. It's a big part of why the Jets really wanted Tyreek Hill, because he's so good at doing that. Now, we'll get to the route running in a little bit, but to me, that's something that really stood out on his tape, his ability to get those quick releases and get open fast. Yeah, and I'm glad you you made that distinction, Scott. I know we've talked about it privately, but when people look at Elijah, sorry, Elijah Moore, when they look at Garrett Wilson's game, I think it's very easy to lump route running and releases together. I think the route running is okay, and we'll get to that, as you said, but it's the releases where he's special. The ability to make or create immediate separation. And he's got a nice bag of releases, whether it's a long leg, whether it's a stutter step, maybe it's a quick release when he's doing an outside route and he's going to run a a fade or a go route to the boundary. So he's got number one, a great repertoire, but he's also extremely twitched up in short spaces. His re-acceleration is very good. And you'll see that with his deep route running. But of course that comes to the fore when you're at a complete standstill and you're coming off the line of scrimmage and you can explode. You mentioned it. You've got guys like, Um, Tredevious White and Xavier Howard and Byron Jones and those guys, they're going to get in your face. They're long athletic corners who play press, whether it be man or zone, they're going to get their hands on you and be physical. So we saw um, at Ohio State, Garrett Wilson had a propensity to beat man coverage. And a lot of that was because of the route running. I think he averaged 2.2 yards per route run against man press. And that's a phenomenal job. And the way you beat man press is winning at the line of scrimmage. For Zach Wilson, I think the offensive line will be better. But what's even easier is if these guys get open quickly. And Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson 
are a tandem that can literally win instantly. And that kind of early separation just makes a quarterback's life so much easier. Because if you look at Corey Davis and he's wide receiver one and he's read one and he's not there, then you've got to adjust your eyes. It's a full field read. Things get more complicated and there's more margin for error. The great thing about winning quickly is it simplifies life for the quarterback and Garrett Wilson is superb there. When I talked to Mike, he said DeAndre Hopkins in the air, but when it comes to the explosive part of his game, Garrett Wilson compares very favorably to Justin Jefferson. Does that make sense to you after watching the tape? It's ironic because Justin Jefferson was another guy I completely missed on. I think he was player 27 or 28 on my board. He ends up being probably a top three player in that draft class in 2020. Look, you can see it. I think he's... When I watched Justin Jefferson in college, though, I thought he didn't look like he had that twitch and acceleration. He played the big slot in that LSU offense primarily in 2020 or 2019, sorry. And you didn't really get to see some of the explosion. That was the biggest question mark I actually had over him. But if you look at Jefferson in the NFL, I think that's actually a better comparison um, to what Garrett Wilson did uh, at Ohio State. So college to college, maybe not so much just because the utilization was different. But I think all in all, you can see the movement skills are similar. There's definitely that fluidity, not just at the catch point like we talked about with Hopkins, but in his overall game and his movement skills and his ability to get in and out of breaks. Now, is he the nuanced, intricate route runner that Justin Jefferson is? No, I don't think he is. But from a movement skills perspective, I think he's pretty close, and that's a nice comparison. Luke, let's talk about the route running, because we hear a lot about how Garrett Wilson is a great route runner, and I'm not sure that he is a great route runner yet. I think he can become one based on, as we said, those quick releases, the ability to get open fast. If he can sort of tighten up his footwork, I think he can become one of the better route runners in the NFL. But right now, sometimes it looks like he's a little sloppy on his tape, doesn't it? It does, for sure. And that was probably the thing that jumped out to me the most was the amount of times that Garrett Wilson lost balance against press coverage if someone got his hands on him and wasn't able to work through it or sometimes coming out of breaks was sloppy with his footwork and stumbled. And you see it once or twice, it's something out of the norm and you don't pay any attention to it. But when it started popping up more and more, I think there definitely was something there and there was a sloppiness getting in and out of his breaks and sometimes with his consistency of his footwork and making sure that timing was there with the quarterback. Now, you're right though. He has the traits that would allow him to be an elite wide receiver from a route running perspective, but he's not there yet. Where I think he shines is the deep route running. And that's where his skill set, which is reacceleration and change of direction, those two things shine the most because you get to stop and start, reaccelerate. Like I just said, you can show off that explosive speed. It's almost like releasing a second time. If you can freeze the feet of the DB, then you've got an opportunity to blow right past him again. He's very good in that aspect. Going back to the route running though, Scott, there's one aspect of it that I think Garrett Wilson is actually really impressive at with his short and intermediate stuff. And that's his understanding of leverage and when to attack and where to attack defensive backs. Now, he might not be the cleanest with his footwork at times, but his understanding of attacking blind spots and when a cornerback opens his hips and that's his time. So what I mean by that, guys, is if the corner's in his back pedal and he anticipates an inside release and he flips his hips towards the middle of the field, Garrett Wilson then understands that's his time to snap off his out route or his corner and to attack that gate because the corner, he's not able to just flip his hips and run the other way. He's probably going to have to full circle turn. So I thought his intelligence and some of the nuance with understanding the position, that goes a long way. And he talked about how Brian Hartline, who has done a phenomenal job there the last couple of years at OSU with the wide receiver room, he talks about being intelligent 
and almost being a quarterback on the field. And I think from that aspect, that's where Garrett Wilson impressed me the most with his route running. Luke, in the Mike LaFleur offense, one of the most important things that a wide receiver can do is make plays with the ball in his hands. Elijah Moore, we saw that multiple times. Not only could he get open a lot, not only did he have great hands, not only did he run really good routes, but once that ball was in his hands, boom, he was off to the races and he was making things happen. That's something you see a lot with Garrett Wilson. Yeah, it is for sure. And look, I don't think he's elite with his ability to make people miss in the open field. I think that's necessarily the strength, but he's got incredible speed. And if he can make one guy miss and it's one change of direction, and it's kind of almost like a one cut runner, if that makes sense in an outside zone system, I think he thrives there. There were times when he was used on jet sweeps and end arounds at OSU. And I thought he was very effective in that capacity. Again, that just gives Mike LaFleur more flexibility with this scheme and being able to move he and Elijah more around and make them interchangeable. But yeah, there were times where you threw him a screen and he jumped cut like a jitterbug six times and he pulled out an extra 10 yards when there was nothing look do i think this is a thing that garrett wilson will hang his hat on the nfl probably not but again he's well above average and i think better than someone like drake london who if you looked at his numbers you'd think well drake london's a much better yards after catch receiver because of the broken tackles numbers in the pac 12 but all in all i think there's a lot there that allows you to have success if zach wilson can put the ball in the money and allow him to run after the catch and put it you know between the numbers and Garrett Wilson can just make a simple catch and get upfield. He's perfect for this offense. He and Elijah Moore both do that extremely well. They run through the catch point well, which allows you to have more success after the catch. When you already have it in your arms, you can just, your hands rather, you can tuck it away and go. So look, I think it's exciting because realistically, two of the three wide receivers that'll be on the field most are very good after the catch. Braxton Berrios, the wide receiver four, has some of that too. And then you throw in a guy uh, like Tyler Conklin, who I think is fantastic for a tight end after the catch. So you put all those pieces together and I think you've got a great mold for Mike LaFleur and you can see what he wants in an offensive skill position player. So Garrett Wilson fits it. I think he's above average in that capacity and he'll definitely have success there in the Jets game. You said Garrett Wilson fits in perfectly in the Jets offense. Can you expand upon that a little bit more and also talk about how he complements the other pieces in the offense, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, Braxton Berrios, Conklin, Ozama, the running backs, all of it. You know what? I think the biggest thing is flexibility and versatility. They like to move guys around in this Mike LaFleur scheme. We saw Elijah Moore play on the outside around 65% of the time. Similarly to that, well, okay, Garrett Wilson at OSU was outside on 70% of snaps in 2020, uh, 2021. Sorry. So, he has the ability to play on the outside, but you know he's going to be a threat from the slot. So is Elijah Moore as a vertical slot. Those two guys being interchangeable makes matching up to them a nightmare. You're up against someone like Miami and you want to target Byron Jones because maybe he's the weak link. The Jets certainly did that in the second meeting when Joe Flacco was at quarterback and Elijah Moore had a big day. It just gives you more options and different ways to attack certain players. And then as far as fitting in the scheme, a lot of crossing routes, and he's fantastic over the middle. And again, as we said, when you catch the ball, the ability to just keep accelerating through the catch and to do things after the catch, he fits that. But something that the Jets ran a lot of in 2021 with Zach Wilson was a lot of these dagger concepts with the clear out from the slot and then you get the the uh, the big in behind it. And I like the idea of either he or Elijah Moore flip-flopping on those roles. One of them's in the slot running the clear out, and that's still an option too against cover two middle field open. But if it's cover three, then you're trying to hit the dagger behind the linebacker. And I just think they can interchange so well. And look, Corey Davis can bounce back as well. This group 
I think is very diverse. Their skill sets fit because you've got Corey Davis, who's a possession receiver. He's your chain mover. But in saying that, he had a 60-yard touchdown against Tennessee. Then you've got Elijah Moore, who's your explosive deep field threat. But also, he's great after the catch, and you can play him in the short game. And then you've got Garrett Wilson, who I think is an elite deep route runner, but he's also great at line of scrimmage, can get open quickly with his releases. So I think they're all very balanced players in a way, but their main strengths, I think, fit together. And that's why this works so well in the Michael Fleur offense. How do his strengths play into Zach Wilson's strengths? I know you talked about the dagger concepts, but talk a little bit more about how Garrett Wilson will help elevate Zach Wilson. His main strength is is the deep route running in some ways. And I think for Zach Wilson, that was an area he struggled in 2021. But having a guy who can win deep maybe and get a little more separation than what Elijah Moore and Corey Davis were, he's going to be helpful because at BYU, Zach Wilson was elite throwing the football down the field. Like he was probably the best quarterback I've seen do it in the four or five years that I've been doing, you know, the QB evaluations and stuff pretty seriously. I thought Zach's deep ball was a thing of perfection at BYU. So I think that's going to allow that part of the game to shine, especially with better protection as well. So I think um, also having that catch radius, and even though he's not Corey Davis, that might sound strange, Zach, sometimes he's going to need a guy that he can just throw the football to back shoulder 50-50. And I've got a lot more faith that Garrett Wilson, with his um, ability to contort his body and his body control, is going to come down with that football than a Corey Davis, who had some issues with his hands in 2021 that definitely plagued him at different times throughout the season. So I think that from the deep route perspective on the outside will help. And then again, just allowing Zach Wilson to find the easy throws over the middle, to throw a slant and understand that if I put this in the right position or, you know, the the football in the right spot, that it's going to be not only completion, but a big gain. And Zach didn't have that because A, he was inaccurate and B, the guys weren't doing a lot after the catch outside of Elijah Moore. So I think there's a great opportunity for those two guys to mesh. I think it'll happen fairly quickly. Look, I'm not here projecting a thousand yard season for, um, for Garrett Wilson, I think it's going to be more in that 750-yard range. But then if you get a bump from Elijah Moore and Corey Davis has 1,000 yards, that's an incredible group. And I think they're going to have pretty quick chemistry, and I'm looking forward to it. Luke, what does Garrett Wilson offer as a blocker? Look, not a ton. I mean, he's okay in that regard. He, it's not something that I'd ever say it's going to be a strength. There were times when I watched the tape and went, this guy doesn't want to block at all. He just he doesn't want to bar, but he wants to line back up and run his route on the next play. But then as it got a little deeper, there were some more examples where you saw that competitive toughness and he got a little chippy with some corners and it became personal. And on some of the RPOs and different things that they'd run, you could see that you know, he had a bit of a chip on his shoulder and he wanted to take it down. But again, I think that was a little more personal and in the the heat of competition with the direct opponent rather than necessarily for the scheme. But I think he's okay. He's a small frame. He's 5'11", 190, whatever he weighed in at the combine. So I don't think he's going to excel. But at the same time, when you have a Corey Davis or a Denzel Mims out there and the Jets are playing a lot of 21 personnel with, you know, two running backs or some 12 personnel with two tight ends or however they want to skin this, there's going to be other guys that can carry that load. And as long as he's okay and not a liability, I don't think it's really going to show up. So I would say he's um, maybe slightly below average as a blocker, but I don't think it's really going to have an impact on his playing time or on his ability to, to help this football team. Anything else about Garrett Wilson that we haven't touched on yet that you think is worth talking about? Uh, I feel like I say this with every single Joe Douglas draft pick, but a high character guy comes from pedigree with his sporting family. His dad was an NBA player. 
Um, his mum also played high level sport, I believe. So he's grown up around professional sports. And while sometimes I think that's a bit of a cop out, it definitely helps. And you get that professionalism and understand how to be in a locker room. And I think that helps people win early. There's a, a period, a learning period, a feeling out period for a lot of rookies. And I don't think Garrett Wilson is going to have that because he's already had this environment and he went to OSU. So I think those are the things that allow me to believe that Garrett Wilson can be impactful in year one. And that's why I think he'll hit the ground running. Whereas some of these other players take a little while to kind of, you know, get their feet wet, so to speak. So I think that's exciting. And I'm, I'm looking forward to watching him from training camp onwards. Luke Grant, the Thunder from Down Under. Thanks so much for coming on and talking about the film on Garrett Wilson with me. Really appreciate it. For those that haven't watched your two videos on Garrett Wilson, they really should do that over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash playlikeajet. They can find those videos and a whole lot more. Plus, we've got our store going at tpublic.com. That's teepublic.com. You know quite a bit about what's in that store. So talk about what people will find on our YouTube channel and what they'll find in our store when they go to tpublic.com. Yeah, you know what? While you're here, jump onto Scott's uh, Twitter account at playlikeajet1, look at the bio, have a look at the pinned tweet, and you'll see the link there for TeePublic. Click on it because there's awesome designs that my partner Alex helped put together. Um, we've got the Zach Wilson says go long range with that throw against Tennessee. Zach the Ripper range kind of, you know, with a bit of a play on words there. We've got the John Franklin Myers merch with Quinn and Williams. There's play like a jet stuff. And I feel like I repeat myself, but it's not just T-shirts. You can literally do anything with the merch that you like, be it stickers, phone cases, sweats, anything you want, you can kind of use it and it's kind Kind of uh, the balls in your hands. So make sure you check out the T Public stuff. I highly recommend it. I've got some myself. And then across on the YouTube, it was an incredibly busy May, Scott. Um, all the prospects that we drafted have a video uh, from Michael Clemens all the way up to Jermaine Johnson, Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, who we've talked about today with those two videos, and also Source Gardner. So if you want a deeper dive looking at some of the skill sets and how they'll be successful quickly, they're the angles I took on a lot of those YouTube uh, videos. Uh, there's going to be stuff upcoming looking at year two for some of these players, be it Elijah Moore. There's one up there now on him. One's coming on Elijah Veritaka. Sticking with the O-line, there's a comparison for George Fant with his left tackle versus right tackle play. So look, check it out. I know we're in a dead period right now in the NFL, but there's big things coming. Check out our YouTube channel and subscribe if you haven't already. Visit our store at tpublic.com. That's teepublic.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com.